0: Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Ladies Just With Prayer Podcast, a journey of discovery for godly women. This is a platform for single and married ladies where biblical perspectives about love, relationships, marriage, cooking, shopping, and more are expounded. Together, we'll be exploring biblical wisdom for making godly choices. Here is your host, Oin Prayer Idowu Taylor.
1: You for joining me once again. We are still exploring the theme finding true love, and today we'll pick up from where we stopped the last time. This is the second part of the topic checklist of unfaithful men. By way of reminder, we are x raying the characteristic features common in the lives of unfaithful men. These are the telltale signs of who a man truly is. Remember, I mentioned earlier that knowing a man's true nature is not difficult. Taking a sincere look at the kind of fruit he bears without assumptions, self-delusion, or sentiment is key to drawing the right conclusion. By being truly objective, without being needlessly critical or unfairly judgmental, one can easily pinpoint where a man's allegiance truly lies. Matthew 7, verse 16 to 18 says, you shall know them by their fruits do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? even so every good tree bringeth forth good fruit but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit the idea is to be fair about the obvious and not to be naive god gave us two kinds of eyes the physical eyes and that of the mind that is the eyes of our understanding When the two work together, under the guidance of God's spirit, the result is always pleasant. When they are not guided by God's spirit, regret is inevitable. Like I mentioned the last time, a number of unmistakable fruits are essential to unraveling the identity of the man proposing marriage or identifying and answering the question, who exactly am I courting or planning to get married to? We have examined two of these questions in the last episode, namely... The born-again question and the being spirit-filled question. The third and last question I'll be examining under the topic checklist of unfaithful men is the having a God-given vision question. Vision is the ability to see, literally. In our context, vision is the ability to see life through God's lens. It is being able to get one's life's mission from God. Vision is a proverbial garden where the Lord put the man with the responsibility of handling and keeping. Genesis chapter 2 verse 15 It could be a vocation, a profession, a trade or a ministry. It could be a secular job or a spiritual call. But in the long run, this assignment ultimately glorifies God. Revelation chapter 4 verse 11 It is knowing one specific God-given assignment and living accordingly someone defines it as having a dream or a mental picture of a desired future, I disagree. Because if wishes were horses, beggars will ride. On the contrary, it is a revealed picture of a divinely ordained destination. The Bible actually makes it clear that men should not live their lives following self-concocted ideas. According to Jeremiah chapter 10 verse 23, the way of man is not in himself. It is not a man who walks to direct his own step. Remember Joseph. While being born again turns a man into a new creature with a godly worldview, being spirit-filled must follow. After this happens, one gets to be spirit-led. These three are interdependent. One leads to the other, and the chain cannot be broken. Salvation precedes a change of worldview. Being spirit-filled precedes being spirit-led. A man's material life is the summation of the way he sees life spiritually because Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7a makes it clear. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. Consequently, it is safe to conclude that a man is primarily a product of his vision. Why is vision so important in marriage? First, a man is the leader at home. That is taken for granted in the bible and also in most societies ephesians chapter 5 verse 22 says it better wives submit to your own husbands as to the lord for the husband is the head of the wife even as christ is the head of the church his body and is himself its savior please carefully consider the extent of submission god expects from a wife he says to submit to the man as to the lord because the man is the head of the wife and to submit to the degree that christ is the head of the church and its savior by implication he is not only the head of the wife he is also technically her human savior he is to provide direction for the union meaning he dictates where the home is headed and leads everyone where he is going he's already wired to lead so if there must be peace at home the wife must follow consequently Any lady who cares about meaning in life must be careful to only marry a man heading somewhere meaningful. Else, regret and frustration become inevitable, while bickering, fighting, and bitterness become very certain. Wherever a head cannot lead or a savior cannot save, tragedy is always the outcome. In all sincerity, no right-thinking lady can afford to be with a blind man, because as Matthew 15 verse 14 puts it, If the blind leads the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. Take particular note of the fact that here, the Bible warns that the blind should not lead the blind. This is taken for granted, and it is understandable. However, how do we explain a situation where the one with sight is compelled to be led by the blind? It sure will be perplexing and frustrating for the one that can see who is subject to being led by the blind especially where the one with sight has little or no say about where she's being led because everyone expects nothing but submission from her. Actually, leading a home here suggests that the home has a defined journey it is embarking on. It means that there is a destination to arrive at. It is taken for granted that there is a promised land for that marriage or union, else there won't be any need for leadership at home. According to Apostle Paul, a man should never be aimless, but deliberate. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 26. Therefore, marital love goes beyond the sweet feelings, the exchange of gifts, the honeymoon, and other sensual pleasures that accompany being married. It is a journey of a lifetime that requires vision, direction, commitment, and precision all of which are essential for a fulfilling married life. Believe me, submission is not easy. No, not even for people who are naturally humble. However, I can tell you authoritatively that submission is much easier with a man of vision. I know because I have been there. I know what I'm saying like the back of my hands. I am grateful for my husband who shows me this truth practically on a daily basis. I can say most assuredly, that by God's grace, he has been a great leader at home. This is so because he is a man of vision, and from day one, he has led a home with precision and the fear of God. There were times I had real doubts about some of his decisions, but almost all of these times, God stepped in directly, instructing me the way he instructed Hagar to go back home and submit to Sarah. All these instances, it turned out he was on the right path. This is why I have no fear submitting totally to his leadership. He makes mistakes, but he can be totally trusted with all kinds of resources, human, financial, or material. Anyone who knows him personally will agree with me on this. Besides, having been around for a while now, I can tell you from my many years of ministry that one of the key reasons for unending battles in most marriages is the issue of submission. Unlike the Dark Ages, we now live in the age of information. As a result, more and more ladies are becoming capable and well-informed. It has become easier to know when a man is misleading the home. To be sincere, it is only natural to protest when being misled, because the Bible speaks of the fact that the natural response of every wise person who foresees evil is to hide from it. Proverbs 22, verse 3. Consequently, No informed woman sheepishly walks into trouble. Actually, most married women who care about their marriage would give everything it takes to avoid trouble at home, including the one bad decisions could bring upon them. A man on the other hand has his pride to protect. Being the head of the home, most times he does not appreciate being unduly questioned. This is where the battle line is drawn in most marriages. Yes. The conflict between submission and being sure one is submitting to the right decision is valid. However, if a man's steps are truly ordered by God, a woman finds it pretty easy submitting to such a man because she knows experientially that she is actually submitting to the will of the Almighty, and it will end well in the long run. This is because walking in the Spirit eliminates errors, according to Galatians chapter 5 verse 16. Besides, All things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. This is the first essential reason why vision is indispensable in a man's life. A Christian lady must therefore not trifle with the fact that a man with no God-given vision is blind. It is not a light matter, but a weighty one. In like manner, a man with a self-concocted vision Or a mere mental picture of a desired future will do just about anything to attain his dreams. However, a man of godly vision follows passionately after God until he performs that which he has promised. Furthermore, because a woman is primarily called to help her man fulfill his God-given vision, according to Genesis chapter 2 verse 18, which says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone, I will make him and help meet for him. Vision is the core of marriage. However, a man who has no vision has nothing in particular he would need a woman's help for and is therefore not qualified by any means to get married. Interestingly, a man's vision is one of the primary things that should attract him to a woman in the first place. This is so because he should actually be seeking for and help meet for him and not just a beauty queen or a trophy to show off where there is no vision, there is no assignment or responsibility. A man with no responsibility is a loafer. You shouldn't join yourself to him if you don't want to end up a loafer too. If God has not committed anything into his hands, the devil will most likely commit something into his hands. Nature abhors vacuum. Dear Searching Lady, Marriage is not an end in itself. It is a means to an end marriage is not an achievement or a status symbol rather it is a calling a ministry and an institution god has an original intent for marriage the woman was not merely created to warm a man's bed instead she was made to complete a man she was made to be a suitable help for her man a god-given vision is therefore an indispensable foundation upon which the home must be built It is the substance the union is meant to revolve around. In essence, more than anything else, vision is the answer to the question of direction. It is the reason to say yes or no to a man. A man's vision is a woman's first glimpse to her future with her man. If you are heading north and the man is heading south but you chose to marry him because he is irresistible, then you will find out soon enough that you are now between the devil and the deep blue sea because. Two cannot work together except they agree. Amos chapter 3, verse 3. Make sure you know his vision before you hop on his ride. Again, vision reveals a man's true identity and eventual productivity, his true reason for living, his passion and focus, and particularly the direction of his energy and resources, in the course of his earthly surgery. Speaking of resources, once you marry a man, you become one with him, and you are expected to submit to him. This means that your resources will most likely be in his care too. And if his vision is tied to fruitless ventures or adventure, then your resources will end up being wasted before your very eyes. The interesting thing about vision and resources is that in the long run, it attracts provisions. This is the reason why I admonish you to marry a man because of his vision, as opposed to marrying him because he owns a television. However, provision without vision is a disaster. It is what we may safely describe in pidgin as "money misroad." Sadly, there are many Christian homes in this situation. It saddens my heart to know that even born again and well-to-do but visionless couples end up wasting their divine provisions and consequently do not reach their potentials. This happens because they do not understand what the resources or opportunities granted them are meant to achieve in the first place. In actual fact, the level of a man's understanding of his purpose is the level of productivity that should be expected of him. It is wrong and unfair to expect much from a man of little or no vision, because unto whomsoever much is given, of him shall much be required. And to whom men have committed much, of him they will ask the more. Luke chapter 12 verse 48b. This explains why men who do not understand the enormity of the responsibility placed upon their shoulders always end up undermining it. Men who do not know why they have been granted gifts, including their wives, either waste or bury them. You may have been privileged to come across homes led by men of vision and the ones led by visionless men. And as in all cases, it doesn't take long to notice the difference. Most times, people wonder why couples with enormous potentials end up with little or no impact on others, while men of low estate leave lasting impact on almost everyone who encounters them. Vision or a lack of it is the difference. When you meet couples with little resources but who are full of understanding and vision and are always a joy to be around on the one hand and meet those with excess resources and opportunities who literally repel those they could have easily impacted and imparted on the other hand. You can be certain that the difference is vision. There are couples whose homes are like heaven on earth and around whom everyone wants to be. While there are those living in opulence around whom no one wants to be. There are those who see their little resources as a means to preach the gospel and show men the love of Christ. And there are those with fat paychecks who cannot see beyond their immediate enclave. In essence, there is that scatter it and yet increase it. And there is that withhold it more than its meat, but it tended to poverty. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 24. Vision is the difference. Overall, the quality of a man's life is directly proportional to the quality of his vision. A man may have it all and yet make your life miserable. On the contrary, in living or in dying, in little or in plenty, in joy or sorrow, in tribulation or victories, a man of vision completes you in all things. Matthew chapter 6 verse 22 to 23 says, The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If, therefore, the light that is indeed be darkness, how great is that darkness? This has far-reaching implications. It means that having a clear vision is a necessity for a good life, while a bad vision will always result in groping in the dark. By implication, one must never assume anything when it comes to vision and its source, because if it turns out that a man's supposed good vision or ambition is actually bad, is from darkness leads to darkness or is darkness, his life will inevitably reproduce multiplied darkness. Remember, it's only to whom much is given that much should be expected. This is the problem with men who end up causing their wives, children, families, communities, and nation great pains in more ways than one. A man without vision lives recklessly with no rules, no laws, And no principles. In sum, practically anything goes. A man who is not under authority is practically a free thinker. He will do whatever seems good, convenient, or pleasurable to him per time. He will live dangerously. He will endanger his own life and those of all around him. In case you are not aware, the Bible speaks of men who are the very trouble in their own homes. He that troubleth his own house shall inherit the wind, and a fool shall be servant to the wise of heart. Proverbs 11, verse 29. This means that their case is helpless until they have a change of attitude. Most importantly, a man's vision is what informs his character, his likes and dislikes, his friends and enemies, his boundaries and sphere of influence, his God and his devil. In fact, most times, A man's vision is what dictates his posture to his family, including his wife and children. The way a man will treat you ultimately cannot be separated from his mission in life. For instance, he will either see you as a suitable help, a competitor, a necessary evil, a trophy, or a baby mama. A man's vision must therefore be clear, definite, and godly anything else is dangerous and a definite waste of time and resources this explains why a godly marriage is only possible with godly vision again you must have heard people say that time is money well if that's true then be aware that a man's vision takes the better part of his time because that is what he lives for what he sees as his life's mission and what drives him more than anything else to this end matthew chapter 6 verse 21 says for where your treasure is there will your heart be also furthermore in case you do not know a man is not known by his age alone especially in this day and age where our land is densely populated with adult babies vision is indispensable when it comes to testing a man's level of maturity the bible makes it clear that being spirit led is the proof that a man is a son of God, not a baby of God. Remember, marriage is for sons, mature adults, and not for babes. According to Romans chapter 8 verse 14, it is as many as are led by the Spirit of God that are the sons of God. Vision requires action, capability, and maturity. Vision comes with responsibility, therefore as long as a man remains a baby, God cannot commit anything serious into his hands. Instead, the opposite will be the case. Galatians chapter 4 verse 1 says, Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, defereth nothing from his servant, though he be lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. This is what separates the men from the boys, and it explains why some men are able to conduct their life affairs properly, while others remain burdens to their spouses all year round. It takes a man to have a God-given vision. Babies cannot be trusted with valuables. They will destroy it. In addition, men of vision are men of strong principles and honor. They live honorably. They are temperate in all things. And they have high standards this is because godly vision is the secret of godly living i can assure you that the primary reason why joseph wouldn't give in to potiphar's wife's ungodly offer was because he had been with the lord he had been shown or promised something better than what sin could offer by the god who cannot lie so he chose the path of honor same with moses hebrews 11 tells us that moses chose the reproach of christ over the pleasures of egypt for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 24 to 27. A true vision from God eliminates the desire for vain glory and the needless pursuit of vain things. God's vision grounds a man in truth and provides a solid foundation for life and eternity. God's vision brings patience, discipline, and restraints to a man's life, curbing excesses and weeding out impurities. It brings great light and illumination to a man's life, helping him to always stay on track, standing firm where others fall. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it, and everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty, Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest, when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified." 1 Corinthians 9, verse 24-27 to This is why I know and am double sure that men who toy with sinful habits are visionless men. Never lose sight of the fact that a life without vision is lackluster and can be depressing outside of divine purpose life quickly gets boring and confusing little wonder many take to destructive habits such as drug abuse clubbing alcohol abuse adultery and so on it is only in god that man finds true meaning for his life outside him the routine will become overwhelming some things can only bring temporary happiness indeed the pleasure of sin is fleeting according to hebrew chapter 11 verse 25 but the joy of the lord lasting pleasure is only found in the lord in his presence psalm 16 verse 8 is succinct thou wilt show me the path of life in thy presence is fullness of joy at thy right hand are pleasures forevermore to avoid the path of death god's presence is key a man must go to God because only him can show men the right paths to follow in their individual lives that will not lead to needless insecurity, competition, and ultimately, death. Faithfully pursuing God's assignment is also key to everlasting promotion and rewards. Matthew chapter 24, verse 46 says, Blessed is that servant, whom his Lord when he cometh, shall find so doing. Verily I say unto you, that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. You cannot work for McDonald's and expect McVitties to reward you. Dear wise virgin, I strongly advise that if the man you intend to marry is a godly man, who is sincere but visionless, don't rush into marriage. Humbly ask him to go and get his life's purpose from God first, and then you can consider marriage. It's actually quite simple. The Lord promised to freely give wisdom to all men who ask him, James chapter 1, verse 5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraided not, and it shall be given him. In conclusion, Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18 reads, and I quote, Where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraints, but happy is he who keeps the law. The King James Version translates it as, Where there is no vision, the people perish. Take that to heart the inevitable outcome of visionlessness is to perish i'm sure you do not want to perish if you want a lasting marriage and desire life over death if you want heaven on earth insist on a man of vision remember a man who stands for nothing will eventually fall for anything godly vision is therefore crucial for a fulfilling married life It takes a woman of vision and favor to attract a man of vision. So, allow me to ask you this all-important question. In what ways have you prepared to be a wife to a man of vision? When he finally shows up, will you be a truly suitable help? Until we meet again next time, may discretion preserve you, may understanding keep you.
0: You've just listened to the Ladies Just With Prayer podcast. Thank you for listening. We are sure you have been blessed by this message. Jesus said in John eight twelve, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. We hope and pray that the truth you've heard today will move you to make some necessary changes in your life and that the eyes of your understanding is enlightened. For more life-changing messages, visit Ladies Just With Prayer on YouTube. Please subscribe and like the videos. You can also follow Ladies Just With Prayer on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or visit ladiesjustwithprayer.com. Ladies Just With Prayer is also on Apple Podcasts. For questions, counseling, and more, email ladiesjustwithprayer at gmail.com. See you next time. God bless you.